Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bolo. Uh, Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. No, we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Down, Down Under. <laughs> so let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GNT. Clank. Clank. Hey, everyone. <laughs> welcome back to another RuCast. RuCast? I try to make what something happen. What have we ever, ever called it a RuCast? Ru- no, how dare she? She's not going to take podcasts. Uh-huh. Welcome to another RuCap <laughs> of Drag Race Done on the Podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That sounds better, isn't it? Well, yeah. Uh, I apologize. Yeah. God, everything is like, I think everyone tries to add on Ru to something yeah. to make it like drag. It's a reveal, a redemption. Yes. Ruinvention. I'm not going to apologize about that. That is probably the best one. She's not. Thanks, uh, Willem. Yes. yes, that was probably one of the best reunions. It was it was a good reunion. Um, because of Willem. Drama. Willem, Fifi, Sharon, Latrice, Jiggly. Uh, jiggly. Yeah, jiggly. all brought the drama. You came to my group, girl. <laughs> you know. I felt like a... What, what we were say? road dogs, girl. You came <laughs> to my crib. Glow up, right? Oh, she looks stunting. The glow up that Jiggly has had uh-huh. from there. Like, when I was watching the All-Star 6 um, Meet the Queens mm-hmm. entry room, whatever it was, yes. I couldn't... When it was Jiggly on screen, I just kept going, she is gorgeous. You, you barely recognised her, actually. What a the glow up. She's, you know, her, her taste is a lot more elevated as well. Um, I guess, you know, she could just afford nicer things now, but that, that orange dress she's wearing... I think it was a, a copy of a Valentino or Roberto Cavalli or something. Thing. It was a designer reference anyway. Um, look, she's so beautiful, showing off her legs and just her mug. Her she's teeth. Stunning. Yes. Her teeth, yeah, her yeah. body. Body, body, body. Mean, she just knows how to dress now. I mean, it's been, what, 10? How many years has it been since season four? Well, nearly 10, because it'll be season four. Season 14 is being filmed soon. And she's she's got such a different energy. What I'm hoping is that she doesn't lose that jiggly sass, oh, that yeah. jiggly fire. We, we want, yeah, we want... The heart of Jiggly Caliente. I mean, Caliente means spicy. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, we want the spice. We don't want weak sauce. No, we don't. No, no, no. Don't deceive me. Can I call you Jiggly? Oh, that's always going (laughs) to stick with me. Anyway, welcome back. How's your week been? Uh, Very, very busy. I always say that, don't I? I'm such a, like, moaning mini. I've been busy. Um, but it has. It's been profoundly busy this week, so I was very, very ready for Friday. Profoundly busy. It was a profoundly See, busy. Profoundly busy. Oh, God, profoundly. I had a large glass of wine as soon as I came through the door Friday evening. A 750 mil glass. <laughs> uh, you uh-huh. know it. <laughs> <laughs> that's such like, that's such like a water cooler conversation that you have like, on a Friday mm-hmm. that you have with your colleagues. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? I want to go home and have a glass it, of wine. A 750 mil glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like having one of those things at your desk goes, um, you don't have to be mad to work here, but it helps. <laughs> that was on a French and Saunders sketch, and she was like, really like, but it helps. I can't. There are so many things that when I used to work in an office type, like at the bank mm-hmm. or um, at the library, when you have your own little cubicles in offices, like everyone, every every office you walk into had mm-hmm. something like that, didn't you? Oh, there's somebody who like adorns their desk with like zany things, you know, because they're mad. <laughs> they got personalities. They're cray cray. Over, overcompensation. Overcompensation. Everybody always says about me. They just say, do you know what you are? You just mad you. You know, there's that person, you know. But tell me, how's your week been, please? Please do my, tell me. My week's been... Um, I, everyone knows that um, 
I I love fitness. I love drag. I love fashion. I love food. <laughs> you do. You love all these I, things. I love all of these. You're things. a man of many passions, and um, just a, a lot of stuff happening on my my fitness journey. Ooh, care to share share anything uh, with us? Or? Just, just just weight loss and uh, competition stuff, Tom. You wouldn't understand. I wouldn't know. It's quite masculine. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know. I'm what I'm what they call toxic masculinity, Tom. You are embodiment yeah, of. I'm yes. quite toxic. <laughs> my masculinity will kill you. You're getting cancelled next. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, it's some good things hopefully um i'll be able to do some uh competitions in london with a a well-known brand uh they Mm -hmm. just they're optimum nutrition and they you know they're they're really big in the uk i think they're big globally they reached out to you didn't they They want me um to see if i can join their um the competition team Mm -hmm. for the turf games in london and because i don't uh live in london I'm on the outskirts in Liverpool. They are seeing if I'm allowed to well, you see, I, participate. But you know what? If, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It angers me that that gives them pause because, like, there's a real north-south divide in the UK and London gets everything and they need some northern representation there. Okay, well, our head office is in London, Dr. Tom. Um, on the twentieth floor, <laughs> right by the the pier. We, we've actually got an office yeah. in the library building. So if anything, um, I don't or the know. Yeah. Building I, could just, I could just sleep there for a few weeks with the competition. <laughs> no, that's been my week. It's been chill. Oh my god, the sun is out. Ooh, it's in been the warm, UK, isn't it? global warming is doing its thing. <laughs> I mean, summer in the UK is, you know, no change from every other day. I always feel <laughs> it's usually like it's raining, it's summer, it's raining. Now it's autumn, it's raining, or oh, it's winter, it's I... raining, it's spring. It doesn't matter. It's just always <laughs> raining. This is this is how it goes in the UK. It's been an awfully warm and sunny week, but it's been quite lovely from that mm. point of view. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know what? They've got these amazing voice scooters, oh, and I wonder if they've got them. them everywhere. They've got all these electronic scooters that. You can just hire, and you can. I love them so much. I've been like scootering around, even though I've got a car now. Oh, I yeah. still use it. I scooter around. Um, I've, I've convinced Dr. Tom here to get one, so we're both scootering around everywhere. It's one of the best like things a, ever. A monthly pass, and yeah. It's, it's a fun way of getting around, and yeah. like you just bypass traffic. One of my biggest peeves is traffic. I just hate Ooh. traffic, and it just makes my heart sing when there's a long line of cars waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and I can just zoom by. I'm like, whoo, yeah, this is why you do it. This, this is why you scooter or bike. My work-life balance gets immeasurably better uh, when um, school holidays are on because I get to work about 20 minutes quicker. Mm. It's ridiculous. So that's, that's it. You know, it's a big tower that we haven't yet talked about down under. Queens, down under. <laughs> uh, Tom, before we get into the episode, how do you feel? feel about the season at the moment i well, mean we're about midway if not past midway how are we feeling do you know i think and i reckon a lot of our listeners share this and i know actually because i've had lovely messages this week from lauren and anna shout out to lauren and anna hey um just uh, sharing like really similar sentiments about um the ups and downs of this season my main feeling about it is really is that there are a couple of really controversial and negative themes that are dominating our conversation, i.e. the racist pasts of Scarlett Adams, well, possibly present as well, Scarlett Adams and Karen Karen from Finance, and the push that certain queens are getting, actually Karen from Finance and Scarlett Adams. Um, but it's kind of overshadowing that there are some wonderful queens in here that are just really getting lost in the shuffle that I wish we were getting more of a spotlight on. Like, really... The Kiwi Queens and Maxi, 
<laughs> like, I wish I wish we were getting more time to get to know. There are very few plot lines for queens this season, which is quite confusing. There are queens who I really love in here, like Keitha and Maxi, but I don't know anything about them. All I yeah. know. Yeah, and because we don't know anything about them, mm-hmm. we have a feeling that they're they weren't made to be um, real contestants yes. in the season because yeah. they, we get bits of them here and there, but we don't really, we haven't really got to know them. The funny thing is that I've, I feel like I know Scarlett. I feel mm-hmm. like I know Karen. I feel like I know um, Art Simone, even though Art Simone was taken off and then brought back in. Mm. And it's just, it's, it's very clear who the show wants us to focus our attention on. Totally. Unfortunately for them, they didn't know that the backlash with regards to everything and not just the backlash with their the, the past or the racism mm-hmm. and all of that it's the way that RuPaul just gave a little tap on their it hand it disappointed me it's, it's it just she's I mean it's really it's true she showed more anger um, with the H&M dress I know and that's been a bit of a meme this week yeah she showed more of an outrage at that and then for this for this, I said it last week and I'm going to say it again. Just because RuPaul is black, it does not mean that she represents black people and how POCs feel. Okay? A lot of people have She may out. have tapped them on the wrist, mm. but I'm, t- I'm telling you out there, there's people out there that are still angry and they have a right to be. Absolutely. They have a right to show my colour. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and also, Ru's experiences don't reflect the experiences of indigenous Aboriginal people, which is, is one of the one of the cultures and ethnicities that were mocked by Scarlett. And like again, we always say, don't we? We're not we're not cancel culture oriented people. We do believe in the power of of redemption uh, for people because you, you've kind of got to. I always say, like I've got to in my line of work. I've got to believe in people's capacity to change. I'm just not seeing it with Scarlett. I'm seeing quite a lot of empty platitudes well, well, and well, not a lot she, of action. After we posted our podcast last week, everyone knows this, but if you are new, we watch the show before everyone. Yeah. Without everyone's uh, reviews or anything. We just watch it. We podcast straight away as we watch it live mm-hmm. and then we get it out there. And then once it's out there, I don't really listen. I don't listen to other podcast reviews about the show, no, but I, I do them. watch YouTube clips and I do see like um, the Instagram stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so Scarlett Adams did post something about. I watched um, it. Yeah, yeah, and it was. I found it a really like deadpan, um, kind of emotionless delivery of. I guess she was anxious about it all. But she was listing things that she'd done to kind of try and make reparations. But the thing that I keep coming back to is the queen who called her out in it all, uh, Felicia Fox, who is a a queen of colour in Australia. Um, She tried to reach out to Scarlett months and months ago and try and move things forward and set up some sort of form of reparation. And it just didn't happen. And Felicia... I mentioned it last week, uploaded a recent picture of Scarlett wearing a jumpsuit, which has had all these phrases written on it that people had said to her recently, like quit drag and stuff like that. And it just seemed like an act of defiance. And it's Mm. like, you can't, that doesn't show somebody who's contrite and trying to change their ways to me. Um, And I guess, but like, you know, kind of like how, how we did with Sherry Pie, we do our best to separate the art from the artist and appreciate what people bring to the show. I still don't think she deserves the push she's getting on the show. I'm not, imp- she's polished, but I'm, I, she doesn't, she doesn't 
entertain me. She doesn't bring me joy. I think she should have been in the bottom last week with Karen. They had the two worst commercials. And they were both like, and poor etc. They tore a strip off her for making a joke about pee. And then like both Scarlett and um, Karen were making jokes about women's reproductive functions, you know which what? are just misogynist. Do you know what I love is that you, and we, we had brought up in the last podcast, mm-hmm. that we're kind of over drag queens or people making fun of female or woman genitalia. Yeah. It's kind of, um, it's, it's over. It's done. And it's, it's over just... when like, that's the only joke. Yeah. It's like in the context of other clever jokes, sure, we don't, we're not, we're not prudes. We don't think like everything's off limits, but when the butt of the joke is like, <laughs> women's, women's genitals and reproductive parts are funny <laughs> it's just puerile but it's okay for them to do it and they kind of tore into etc for talking about a bit of pp yeah it was um yeah it's look this is just the, the word is um hodgepodge yeah the word is hodgepodge the season is a bit hodgepodge the judging is a bit inconsistent in hodgepodge just come back to karen as well karen is is not what was promised to us okay first of all karen okay. Don't get me started, because, <laughs> you know what, I don't know how she is still here. I really <laughs> don't. I really don't. Well, we, we know by, by the good grace of Rue and the production crew, that's why she's here. But, you know, logic tells us she should have gone home weeks ago. She's not done anything she good. She bombed at the snatch game. She bombed at the challenge where they had to make something, and she tried to act. And, and she also lost that lip sync. She bombed last week with, an, uh, with a challenge that... First of all, this is what she asked for. She yeah. wanted something to uh, a comedy or a script, yes. and she specifically script. First of all, you wrote your own script, mm-hmm. okay? So um, this is this was your challenge to win, and you honestly should have been in the bottom. And when you look at the critiques, because we just watched it again before mm-hmm. we watched the new one, we, we want to refresh ourselves. They made a more of a focus on her outfit than the commercial Absolutely. as a way Absolutely. to justify her not being in the bottom. They did oh, the exact that was same so great. thing with that, Scarlett. Yeah, exactly. Well, there it is. Because Scarlett looked flawless on the runway and we loved the Priscilla reference, but her advert was terrible. Yeah. Um, same with Karen. It was a very, very cute story, but they gave her minutes of, of airtime talking about, you know, the which is a wonderful thing, you know, the, the volunteer firefighters of Australia. That is a wonderful thing to talk about, but it just distracted from the fact that her advert was not funny. She says things like they're supposed to be funny, but they're not funny. No. Like, and, and like there's something cringe about when I was watching her ad again, the way she says discharge. As mm. though like, guys, guess what? I want to say something yeah, really, really funny. Exactly. It's coming up. It's coming up. And yes. discharge. Like she, she says it like it's the funniest thing in the world. And she makes That's... the poor pit crew stand behind her doing like, ooh, faces. The same thing that Scarlett did. It's, yeah. it's just like... And then, like, yeah, anyway. And then they, they said to, to, to Maxie, it's like, oh, yeah, we just expected funnier. Like, Maxie did, like, a really decent, funny, infomercial-style package. And it was cute. You know, Maxie's adorable. I want to say this. I love how they said to Maxie, we, I expected more from you. Mm-hmm. And they didn't say that to Karen. Because, Karen, this is kind of your thing. Yeah. Surely. I mean, I don't get it. Because Maxie showed up. Maxie has showed up much more than many of the other queens. The only other thing that I think about as well is, I think Art Simone has conversely become a bit of a victim of production. By being, because nobody is very happy about her being the only queen brought back when there's a selection of three. 
Um, again, we've spoken about it and it's not without precedent. It's happened at least three times before. Mm -hmm. But I think in the context of two queens having racist controversies, there the being a lack of diversity in the cast and the queens of colour going home early and then they brought back at... She's sorry, hit the Ooh. microphone. I get very excited. Um, she, <laughs> so angry, profoundly, yeah. profoundly angry. Uh, is copying the backlash for that, and it makes me feel bad for her because I've seen a lot of negative comments about art yeah. online as well, and it's actually quite unfair because that's not her fault. There was a thing as well where people were being a bit like, "Well, art's got a racist past as well." The best anybody could dig up, yeah, and I think this is reaching to be honest. Is was there it this was, Club Seven? It was very, very Ask of Seven Reach. It was, a, it was a poster from years ago where I think the theme was like getting sunburn or something. So she was bright orange. And people said that that was that. I mean, that's not blackface. Yeah. Okay. White people get red and orange in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We do. Unfortunately. We do. Okay. <laughs> so that's about it. <laughs> Sorry about it. So, so back to the question, how do we feel? <laughs> Lots about... of feelings. I just yeah. like my main core thing that I keep coming back to yet is we have just sp spent 10 minutes talking about production and things that irritate us and not about the wonderful talents of some of the queens. Yeah. I do like the fact that Electra got a win last week. I do like her rising underdog story. I don't know if it's enough to carry her to the finale. Well, well, we'll see. I'd love to see her in the finale. I mean, I feel the same way about you. And I mean, according to AJ Fang from Australia, this is the only reason to keep up with Drag Race Down Under is this podcast. Oh. Look, AJ oh. Fang, thank you so much for your review. And I want to read it out because that's what we do. We when do. you show us love, we give it right back. <laughs> AJ Fang says, love how the podcast is recorded. We get the real time feeling and reaction. The only reason I continue to watch Drag Race Down Under. Oh. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Um, where's the lie? This, I mean, <laughs> should there we even watch it? <laughs> should we just keep talking about how much production is... You know what? It's been so produced now that you see the production more than you see the drag queens. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You just see the, the intent of the production and what they're trying to do. And the drag queens are just pawns. And it's always been that. Since the first, since day one, but it's just this season. It's just it's more and more as the seasons go on, it starts to become more and more obvious. The, the, the purest seasons of all are seasons one and two. The golden um, three, three is three and four are very, very good and mostly fair. Um, you see a bit of a push for Raja and Sharon in both of those seasons. Five and six are both amazing too, but you see more production creeping in, and then. You know. Well, let's yeah, exactly. Because with Bianca Del Rio, all you had to do was put that rattle mm -hmm. edit over a lot of the things that she said, absolutely, and, could, and it could have changed she her edit. It could have changed her storyline completely. And don't include the bits where she gave Adora a corset and had a nice moment with Trinity. And yes, yeah. yes, yes. So that's that's that. That's kind of just include the bits where she's like literally attacking Lacantra Strancher like every episode. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was a good one. That was But she's got a heart of gold, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's how we feel. Yeah. Alright, so this episode, Tom, do you wanna shall we, shall Should we, we just, maybe just like quickly recap in our minds who's there and like kind of how they're doing with their scores, if you like. So we've got Scarlet as a quite a clear front runner with two wins and no lip syncs, right? I'm right in saying that, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Karen with one win and one lip sync. Mm-hmm. Art with no wins, but she's been sent home mm -hmm. and come back. 
So she's been in the bottom and gone home. Which um, Keita is our cruiser who's never been in the bottom two and has never won anything. She's she's our um, our prep. She's our scallop bobo. She's prep. She's prep. She's, she's safe, safe as anything. Yep. <laughs> she's prep and a condom. Yes. Because that's what people should be doing. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> moving away from that. Uh, we've got Electra, who's our roller. I, just, I was like, oh God, imagine hooking up with you. I'm on prep, but I still want um, sort of condom. So. I'm sorry, prep that's... doesn't protect against gonorrhea, chlamydia, herpes. You heard hepatitis. it <laughs> Anyway, that's a topic. Thank for, you, Dr. Tom. That's a topic for another podcast. Um, we've got our roller coaster queen, who is Electra, who's had two lip syncs and one win and then maxi is our kind of oh is she sliding a little bit and we love maxi so much yeah like she's been a kind of like safe 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 high not had a win and um had her first bottom placement last week and a lip sync which was good and was fun she's fab absolutely everybody i still can't believe anita's gone i think i think that was yeah. kind of one of the last straws for me mm. was anita being in the bottom and then anita being sent home for the lip sync that she won like karen doing that awful i could not you know white girl wasted kind of in the club Do you know what white girl sober that's still not that's <laughs> not a, that is not acceptable that movement no. oh, God, it's well, let's get on it's to not it. Not acceptable, maybe. Okay, not socially acceptable. Yeah. Way of <laughs> let's, let's, we need to move past this, Doctor Tom. Okay? okay, because it's not the drag queen's fault. Well, it's some of these, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know what? I also want to say because we're also doing Drag Race España, yeah. and uh, we dropped that a couple of days after this one when it's released. We try to get them down as soon as they're aired. So make sure that you're listening to that as well. I want to say that I think the production on España is way better. So fun and. Fun. There's nothing that Anna was saying when we were chatting on Instagram. Like, I think people are more excited for España because of the the different energy. The different. It's probably that's a different team, a different it, production. Oh, it will team. be. It will and be. And RuPaul ain't there. Remember, it, she's executive producer. It just like it feels. It just feels so much more fun, frothy, positive, and like they're trying to showcase the talents of some fabulous drag queens. Who'd have thought? Mm, is it unheard of? I know. Not on Drag Race. Not on RuPaul's Drag Race. No. Let's get into. To it. All right, Dr. Tom, let's unpack. Um, yeah. So much Hi. has happened. So much. We've just watched the episode. Let's start from the very beginning. It's well, a very good place to start, I've been told. <laughs> so they say, just for the benefit of our viewers, we've gone all the way up to, but we've not seen the runway. Yes. It's, one, it's, it's one of those episodes where... There's not necessarily huge amounts happening before the well, runway. because it's the makeover challenge. It's the makeover. So today's the makeover challenge. And so there's no reason to do a lot of stopping starts because it's basically mini challenge. This is who you're going to transform. Now transform them. And then we really get into the Maxis challenge when we get to see exactly. the final product. But I, I, we'll unpack what happens yeah. throughout. And I do love the makeover challenge. I think it's the real like craftswomen of drag that do well. The real technicians, the the Jade Rescence Halls, the Roxy Andrews's, the Ravens. The Crystal Methods. Yeah. I really love that she, one. Well, I think she's more of a like, hers was more of like, she's just really fun and imaginative and did something really out of the box. Mm. You know, the other girls I was talking about just do something really super duper slick and polished. But it's often about more than that. It's about family resemblance and connection. We, we've spoken about it a lot 
obviously because we get this every season, but it's quite a multifaceted challenge and you can win for several reasons. We start the episode with the girls coming in from the runway. Mm-hmm. We've said goodbye to a Citra, etc. We did. A unique queen. I'll miss it. I grew to love her over the weeks. One thing that they kept saying is that she's the future drag. Future because drag. Of the, the, future, the future drag. The future drag. The future, future drag. drag. Um, the thing is, I don't think that she's the future drag in the sense that she is from a generation where everything is now being questioned. Yeah. So the we're not everyone else is not from that generation but she's from a generation where everything's being questioned why did you do that everyone's looking to call you out for something everyone's their generation wants mm-hmm. they're the generations of cancels they're the generations who is just everything is so PC you can't do that joke you can't say that no no you can't wear that <laughs> and yet, so, yet she did a snatch game about and, dingo ate my baby <laughs> you know <laughs> there's an irony in dingo that dingo ate my baby but, but, but that, that's it's more of a generational thing than it's the um, yeah yeah. Do you agree with that? What do you think? I find her fascinating. I think as a character, she was great reality TV. She was a really good, like, instigator and, like, minor antagonist. But, like, we called her, like, the the annoying little sister, didn't we? Yeah. We grew to love her in that way. And once you understood her like that, she was a lot, lot easier to like. And I think her final episode was probably her, her fin- finest hour, really, because she spoke so eloquently about why blackface is wrong, as if any of us... <laughs> don't know but like you know she spoke on it very very eloquently yeah now there's uh a little funny thing but maybe we can get into this there's a part where karen is saying that oh was i in the bottom uh uh uh-huh we're yeah of course Um, you were and then she says now her and art simone were doing this whole thing you've got an expectation yes she does they Mm -hmm. they have an expectation of you and she says the expectation is here and then the reality is down there and i'm like no the Mm -hmm. (laughs) expectation i was like no the reality is like like and it's sub it's underneath the ground there's i I like how kita very gently kind of stuck up for electra and just turned around and said because they were kind of like saying to Electra, well there are no expectations you coming in here it's you know so that's why you won kind of thing because you're a surprise but Keita just very gently said you're also subjectively the best kind of thing and that's why you won yeah. I thought that was like a nice moment maybe they don't know about um what's her name Electra in the drag scene mm-hmm. but in the dance scene yes. he has a reputation so mm-hmm. and dance is performing arts which fought on the umbrella perf- you know like yeah he she had lots riding on her. There's yes. there's a lot of students, there's a lot of other dancers, a lot of other performers who know of Electra. So yeah, she had a lot to live up to. I when I found out mm-hmm. that Electra Shock was going to be on there, but I knew Electra as James. Yeah. James is a dancer. He owned the dance company, and he had done um, international. He's he's performed. Mm-hmm. I had high expectations of him. Yes, going into the competition. So maybe they don't so. know of him, but doesn't just because he you you haven't heard him and heard of him in your scene doesn't mean that he's not a thing in another sector of the performing arts it was, it was another way of i think that you know we do have this theme of the aussies being a bit disparaging about the kiwi girls and i think it was that theme playing out again we're seeing art being like a little bit spiky this i think art is a little bit of a spiky character well, art's the one that said to karen like it's just you know you that we've come in with a reputation and mm-hmm. we have to live up to it but they they have come up with a reputation but just because you have a reputation going into it that's not the reason that you're 
you're not doing well at all. Your reputation actually has is the reason you're still here. Absolutely, completely Art agree. Simone, your reputation is the reason why they brought you back. Karen for finance. Your reputation is the reason why you weren't sent home three mm-hmm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So stop saying that, oh, they got this expectation of me because yeah. of their reputation. No, your reputation's saved your ass. Absolutely. Don't make out that it's some sort yeah, of like it's, weight dragging like it's you down. It's actually you, like, been your life Exactly. Belt. Like, oh, yes. you know, like, this is really amazing, but my reputation, mm. like, that's why I didn't win. No, your reputation. That's, that's 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 not a thing. So so yeah. c- cut that out. Absolutely, cut, cut that out. Just like leave it out, girls. Yeah. yeah. So, but and there's there's something that feels a little heavy-handed in the kind of there's a very kind of like yes, uh, I Electro would like to have a showdown with Scarlet Adams. Yes, it would be amazing to see both of us lip-syncing in the bottom two. I wonder if that could happen. It feels like a bit of foreshadowing, but it remains to be seen. But it was very heavy-handed. I uh, yeah, they made a, a really. Focus. They really focused on Electra really showing her uh, confidence with mm. being a lip sync assassin. Like, first of all, back it up. Lip sync. You and you. Well, actually, she might be the lip. She is a lip sync yeah, assassin. Yeah, she's sent home two girls. Yeah. Okay. Back it up, Olo. She's back, the nearest easy. thing this season has to a lip sync assassin at the moment. Yeah. So she's got that happening. It just seems like there's going to be a showdown between them two this episode and when you're remember we've said the time and time again if Electra is in the bottom and this is your third time you have to fly I think that she- lip sync you have to breathe fire <laughs> you have to literally stop time bring a microphone from out under your fly. sleeve you have to fly <laughs> okay that's what you have she to do she may be the first girl in drag race history you'll have to pull a christina aguilera on burlesque where you <laughs> where the, you make the music stop and then you sing and you're amazing and they're like wow well, he's not lip singing he's singing you know what i mean that's what you have to pull if it's your third time on the bottom so i'm, I'm hoping being that if you're going in the bar, if if, there, if it does happen and as Electra versus Scarlet, Scarlet's got two wins. Scarlet's heavily, highly flavored, highly favored, <laughs> highly oh, flavored, highly favored flavor with the judges. And Electra is the underdog, but has already been in the bottom twice. Can I just say, I would, I would love to see Electra send Scarlet home. I would. Love I think that. I would love that too. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Moving on. Um. So we do a little mini challenge. It's. We have it a few times every season. It's Let's Thirst after the expanded pit crew sort of challenge, isn't it? Mm. And it was... I, what I liked about this is Maxie seems to have really good wildlife knowledge. <laughs> like, she was very good. Like, so um, RuPaul was like, we call a group of them a flamboyance. And Maxie was like, flamingos. Um, and she got some other ones as well. The oh. one that I was quick to get was um, something about I, I eat everything or something. I was like, it was a shark. I got none of them. I said specifically a tiger shark because they're known as the garbage cans of the ocean. People have found things like number plates and whole dolphins inside tiger sharks. Whole dolphins? Whole dolphins. That's... And number plates and all kinds of rubbish. They're known as the, the garbage pails of the ocean. Oh, they're cleaners. Yeah, they're oh, lovely. Maintenance. Ti- absolutely very vital part of the ecosystem. Although I will say it wasn't a tiger shark when he revealed his undies. It was a great white shark. Yeah. Oh, before they before that happened and they walked into the workroom for the next day, Karen did do a a a a, a moldy dance move. What well, maybe I'm looking into it too much. Well but she she walked in doing what I think is like a, a witty, where you shake the hand and it's it's a moldy dance I've seen they that. Do it. yeah yeah i was like oh cool I, I i don't know why i spotted that i um interesting that karen an australian would be doing a maori 
stunts move. Mm, I don't more more cultural appropriation. Well, you know, I mean, um, etc. Do your thing. <laughs> Call your people. Et yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got, journalist. She, she's our she's our journalist. Can't, can't we have like a little? Um, let's it, ask an ev- extra. Uh, uh, let's yeah. ask etc. Or like every episode going forward, they should have like a, you know, like in Mortal Kombat, we did like an epic and go toasty. Um, they should have like etc. Popping up saying cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> like every it's time a, somebody maybe. does something like sure, that. Do your thing. Do your thing, etc. <laughs> do your thing. Call them out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they do that mini challenge. Who won? Yeah, it was Maxi, Maxi with Shield. her wildlife knowledge. Now, then, what was her? No, she won a prize, didn't she? She won some she sort of prize. Did, and Congratulations, she, Maxi. <laughs> she looked really excited as well. I just love Maxi's spirit. She seems like such a nice person. Yeah. She seems so sweet. Talk um, to me about the next day. No, it's kind of the same day. They the same announced. Day. RuPaul is announcing what the challenge is and it is the makeover. And they're making over... Uh, oh, sorry. One of the pit crew guys, I knew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Because let's I know not forget, you. this is filmed in Auckland. Yep. You were once part, an active part of I the was, Auckland gay scene. That's community. I was, yes, Tom. I yes. was <laughs> shy, very, you know, not not often there. Not known, really. No. No. But I was there. You were there. I made a mark, but... You, you didn't see it. <laughs> You're an outsider looking in yes. kind of thing. You know, in the corner, gently sipping yes, and a white wine spritzer. <laughs> uh, and then they have to make over the rugby boys uh, of the New Zealand. All very lovely, all very handsome, all look like they can hold their own in a rugby field. Um, I... No, not all of them. I mean, some of them I'm like, really? You're your water boy. <laughs> you, you need quick, dainty guys in a rugby field as well. You're a resident rugby player anyway. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, that's just more my toxic masculinity it is, coming out. Isn't it? Yeah, you're projecting yeah. there. I'd like you to have a little. <laughs> Back it up. It's cetera. We're going to have a little reflection period after this episode about your toxic masculinity, okay? So, um, as is customary, mini challenge winner Maxi gets to pair them. Now, we've seen many examples of shady pairing in the past, haven't we? Yes. Maxi, Maxi seems to approach it in quite a genuine... I think she does the best she can in matching like heights and body types as much as she can. Because there was a time when people didn't really anticipate a makeover challenge. Uh, and they had to really make the costumes in the workroom. Um, I remember in season two, they had to like make it out of like Cloris Leachman's new clothing line, Cloris line. Do you remember? And they had to like incorporate elements from that. Um, but now a lot of people bring duplicate costumes, which feels like a little bit of a cop out. There's something a bit that's not in the spirit of it, do you know? Mm. But I guess that means it's not like a, another construction challenge it's more about like the spirit of drag I it guess. just reminds me of uh, season one UK drag race where um, Cheryl mm-hmm. squeezes her sister into yeah. one of her outfits and it's literally like you guys are not the same shape uh-huh. what are you doing and then you hear and then you hear it rip yeah. <laughs> and it's just like oh but then like the rest of the episode Cheryl just like sat down it was like I can't I, it, it, the zip's broken it's, it's, uh, it's like I'm certain that somewhere in that room there would be a replacement zip i'm not a seamstress seamstress a seamstress but you can replace a zip right people do that all the time do you know what like i, I don't want to 
go into an area that I'm not an expert in because sometimes the smallest things are actually quite difficult and then other people are like, but all you're doing is this. Like, why is it so hard? <laughs> why? Like, all you're doing is like brain surgery. Yeah, so like, like it's only making a smart car's only making a squeaking noise. Why is it going to take all day to fix? Um, what, what, why? So I don't want to say, yeah, it's only a zip. I'm just going to I'm just gonna be like, you should always have a plan B. Now, Do you know what I mean? You spotted a couple of familiar faces in this lineup, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, hello, you. I, I, I recognize you. I just felt like I was out on a Saturday night. I really did. I was yeah. like, that took me back to Saturday night out in town in, in Auckland, New Zealand, on Karangahape, K Road, and <laughs> just spotting them there. I'm like, yeah. God. <laughs> oh, the rugby team's out tonight. Reu- yeah. yeah, reunion. Oh, yeah, the rugby. <laughs> and you know what? The thing about rugby boys is this: they just do this thing where they just always wear their rugby tops. On. Oh, absolutely. It's totes like I'm mask for mask, isn't it? I'm, it's, I'm, it's a, a, like, I'm a black. I'm a mask thing. Look at yeah. me. They just wear it everywhere. They wear it at church or at a funeral. <laughs> Gosh, they just wear it everywhere. Their pajamas. Oh, they'll put on a shirt on for that. It's just. It's just. I don't know why. And guess, when you swipe through like Tinder or Grinder or anything, you're you're guaranteed you'll know that they play oh, rugby totally. because their main photo is them crossing their arms uh-huh. wearing the uh, rugby uniform. Yeah. I, I I think there's probably a couple of reasons for that. I think as gay boys, we a, lot, a very common experience is to be that boy who wasn't adept at sports and got picked last for the team and stuff. So I think if you join a rugby team in your adult life, I think you take a lot of pride in that and i think that's a very sweet thing but i think there is also you know that notion that unfortunately in the gay community having quote-unquote masculine traits is seen as desirable sports are associated with masculinity and so you know popping your rugby top on on your dating profile it you know i used to you know wear my gym clothes and stuff on my dating pictures and stuff it was (sighs) it's just silly it's silly, really, in that okay. respect. But let's just while we're on the topic, let's let's get to know each other. Mm-hmm. What were your photos on your grinder or your Tinder? And I can I can I can think I I think yeah I remember I have one photo where I'm like giving my most modelicious look to the camera. That was all of your photos. And I'm like looking at it, and I've got a glass of red wine because I'm classy. That is the one that sticks out <laughs> in my mind. Yeah, because um, I'm classy, and I'm looking you dead in the eye. I'm looking right into the camera, it's and I've got we're my all, red wine. We're all trying to project an image and encapsulate something. Mine was, I'm classy. Look at me. Yeah. I'm drinking red wine, and I like it. That was one of my photos. I, I think mine was me like tensing quite a lot in a like skin tight gym top. Oh gosh, posing really, really hard with good lighting. Another and it was, one, it was, you know, it took me about 40 or 50 attempts to get that snap. To get that one photo yeah, that you want to use. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, another one that I might I might have used was a, um, I don't know, I think a lot, a lot of mine were quite heavily focused on my face. Well, you've got a very handsome face. I had to divert attention away from my face. <laughs> <laughs> Look, well because you know for me my weight always changed mm-hmm. my weight always changed so i didn't like showing my body because then maybe if i was talking to a guy maybe i wasn't in the shape that i wanted to be mm-hmm. or you know so i didn't want my body to show because your face i you can always even if you gain weight there's ways to make your face look slimmer okay but you can't hide suck those cheeks yeah, in, you can't hide your body that much as well so that when you meet 
meet them in person, they're like, oh, you're quite fair. And I'm like, why you didn't ask for a body book? Nobody ever said that to you. I know, because yeah. I wouldn't let myself meet anyone if I wasn't like at my best, Tom. Do I you think know what? all this highlights, yeah, is how superficial we are as a community and how we really, really try our best to convey very specific image in yeah. our dating lives. It's like when someone's looking at a guy... Um, there's there's this rating where you're like, okay, you're a straight guy's nine, but you're a four in the gay world. Absolutely. It's so competitive. <laughs> yeah. You're a four in the gay world. You're a nine if you're a straight. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's really hard. Well, that was it's fun... not easy, is it? It's not easy. It's not easy, darling. It's not easy. That was a fun tangent anyway. Electra, Electra brought it up as well. Electra said that she used to hide the fact that she did drag and we from have, guys yeah. because um, something about the femininity of a male was mm-hmm. unattractive. And we like to, we do appeal more to guys who are more masculine. Again, it's a very toxic part of the gay community. Um It's very much an example, if you ask me, of the internalization of the homophobia that we're all subjected to as we go through life, um, as we grow up, uh, whether that comes from society at large, even people who have a very supportive family um, and friendship group. Society, thankfully, this is changing. It's becoming less prominent. But I'm certainly thinking about our generation and much, much worse for people older than us is society just always told you that it's wrong to be feminine, it's wrong to present in a feminine way, it's wrong to be gay and camp and all those things. So you, very, very sadly, as gay men, we internalize those things and we project them outwards. And any any man who is like, quote unquote, more feminine or more flamboyant, we like express disdain towards and it's disgusting. Mm. You know, I still find that, um... oh, no, 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 sorry. I was talking about something else to <laughs> You really, you're, you, your attention wandered then. I, think. I, I did. I, I did. went off on a monologue and you were like, so why is he for, still talking? What's for dinner? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, was, like, I was thinking, oh no, maybe I do want to eat dinner. Because I, I said <laughs> not long ago, I said, I, I'm done eating for the day. But now I'm like, actually, I could do a little snack. I'm having a tuna sandwich after this. Yeah, I could do a little snack. So This yeah, really is like we've gone off on a proper tangent today. I don't mm. know if it highlights something about the episode, but there we go. No, the episode's fine. Yeah, the thing is, very these, have, you know what? Some of the rugby boys, I and I told Tom, I'm like, you can definitely, I can definitely tell they're Polynesian. There's a few, there's a couple in there who are Polynesians. Oh, definitely, I got that impression. Like too. myself, and I'll say they're a gorgeous bunch of guys. They absolutely. really are. Absolutely. So yeah. for the Polynesian guys, as I said, in our in our culture, we do have um, another. I'd say, like, we have the Fa'afafine, and I've yes. talked about it before, uh-huh. which is a... I, mean, I, I, I don't want to get it wrong. It is... I don't want to put words in your mouth, but when you've described it to me before, it's a kind of third gender. Yeah, yeah, it, it is, it is. And it's sometimes it's like a, a boy who's been brought up to be a girl. Mm-hmm. That's what we call Fa'afafine. So the act of a man being feminine is not new, Yes. To us in our culture, we have them. I grew up with my uncle, uh, you know, Auntie Sione, who was the Fafafine. Yeah. And um, a, a feminine and, re- and usually they're really, really funny and amazing energy. Real so I, we grew up in, and, yeah, and every family will have a Fafafine or know of one. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the Polly boys in the rugby team, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're, they're going to be the ones under the makeover. Mm-hmm. I was like, first, don't, do not act like you have, like, this is brand new. <laughs> do not act like. 
like you are so mass that you have never <laughs> you don't this unheard of like you know it you know how to walk in the hills you know exactly how to be a you know exactly how to be feminine mm-hmm. so I don't want you playing up as though like you better represent you, you oh. I, I am putting pressure on you to walk better than the drag queens Girl, down that runway exactly yeah. exactly I was like. And you weren't disappointed. I think there was a little bit of a rusty start and they were a bit like, uh, they, they did like several montage sequences and they kind of went in this order. It was kind of like, I've never even looked at a makeup brush. And then <laughs> oh, was... if anything, I've only put on lipstick. <laughs> and I think that was actually more of a chapstick. Um, <laughs> and then it was like, oh, we're putting on corsets. How small can we get our waist? And then there's another montage of like, boys in heels, look how funny they are. And then there was a shaky start then, but one of your guys... Um, one of the Polynesian boys, yeah, I, yeah. So I, I was like, don't act like you don't know how to walk. And then like a couple of seconds later, he's literally, he's Naomi Campbelling Absolutely. in the workroom. And I'm like, Exa- that's exactly what I expect His inner of thingy. my people. Came to the Thank the you. Floor, there really. it is. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. it is. So I was like, yeah. don't play around. Do not I've play not around. been very good at learning anybody's name this episode unfortunately so i'm really really sorry uh, i've just kind of like not learned any of the guys names what about the queens who do you think is going to do well from what we've seen in the workroom and who do you think is going to struggle so so i think you know thinking about like basic drag skills art simone's a fantastic makeup artist and Absolutely. did a really solid job in the construction challenge um, and she seems to spend a lot of time initially talking about the energy of her 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 counterpart and like having a familial energy and bringing something in the stage. And I think that's a really really important thing to focus on um, because we've seen some proper standouts in the past where it's really the 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 makeover person makeover e however you want to call them has really shone at like Manila's guy is my main example. Do you remember? I play baseball hard. Yeah. Do you remember him? And then when he got on stage, he was really flamboyant and stole the show and got Manila the win. You're right. And also, who was the production crew? The Sarge guy. Yeah. Peppermints. Well, but that, Peppermints. Didn't, that didn't get Peppermint the win, though. But it really helped. His, really his, helped. It really Such helped. Such a standout. Yeah. Wintergreen. 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 Yeah, yes. Yeah. That was a, that, another standout. But then they make quite a big deal later on of art, like, neglecting him when she's putting on her face. So we'll see how that pans out. I think... Scarlett is a fantastic drag technician. She spends a lot of time making a custom outfit and it sounds really technical. She got one of the more challenging guys though. And I will say Art had one of the guys who I think is going to make over beautifully. His face is just going to love makeup. Look, we had this conversation. You, you're saying everything about um, Art's guy. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, he's got the right skin, the he's right got bone, bone structure. structure right, but just say features. that he got the Asian. Oh, come on, <laughs> just say it, Tom. Like, etc. Cancel me. <laughs> but I'm like, come on, like, he's got the Asian. Like, we, that was we, easy. We do see that people of Asian descent often make over beautifully. Just something to do with a finer bone structure and the skin. Oh, oh beautiful skin. skin. Bloody hell! Just absolutely stunning. Um, so yeah. And then um, who else? I think, you know, uh, Maxie's going to have an interesting one. I wonder if she's going to produce like a Roxy Andrews-esque makeover. Remember Roxy Andrews' little bear guy? Do not compare Roxy Andrews to Kate. Well, I'm going to. I'm going to. So get off my back, frankly. Uh, Because we saw Maxie do a fantastic job in the construction challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, She can beat a mug. Her face is gorgeous. Um, and she's picked a guy very shrewdly who's similar to her in build. And I think if anybody can turn this guy out, um, Maxi can. 
Mexican. Maxi, Maxi, a girl on the go. Talking about uh, how sometimes your person that you're transforming, the story can help. The story with Mama Queen and her dad. That yeah. story saved Mama Queen that weekend from lip syncing. It did. It was a that that was a horrible makeover, but the story that the father said and told the judges, it mm. was like we can't put her in the bottom after hearing that. So it is important that they story create lines. some kind of storyline. Yeah. Like if you know that this isn't your week, if you know this isn't your strength. Have a story. Jinx's guy. That that helped Jinx that week. Jinx yeah. did a decent job, but the story helped. And I guess, like, who do I think is going to struggle? Um, Electra. I love Electra, but she she's not the best face painter. Yes, and, and you've brought what you've brought. So at, at the moment, the um, compared to the other queens, her level of fashion and the items that she's brought with her just isn't on par with I mean, the others. Her makeup has improved over the week, and I want to get over the weeks. I want to give her a lot of credit for that. Absolutely, yes. She's looking so much more lovely than mm-hmm. she did at the beginning because actually, Electra has actually a really good face for drag. I think, and um, a good body, fantastic. Um, we were like g- last week, her proportions were ridiculously wow. Oh, fantastic. So like, good. do you know when you see those um, designers sketch mm-hmm. draw or something and yeah. they always draw like a head and then the long mm-hmm. limbs, you know? That's what she looked like. Very I was that. just like, you know, you can just wear off the In, shelf. When she'd walked out of the craft. Yeah. Um, one thing I, we got really worried when we saw the makeup job because she was whiting out his face. We were being like, is that, is that Tetra going to pop up here? Is there some sort of like geisha look going on or something? But then as we went on, she was using that as a base for a purple color. So I'm really, really interested to see how this turns out because it's almost like space alien or Ursula-esque or something. Mm. There's something going on here. Yes. Which I'm intrigued She's getting by. crafty. Mm-hmm. She's getting crafty. And who else do we have? Like Karen. <sighs> Can Karen sew? No, she can't. Uh, so she better hope she's brought something good because she's got a fantastic wardrobe. Yeah. She could probably beat a mug. She looks really pretty every week in mm-hmm. the face. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Ketamine's got like... Do you know if you could stamp... If, if your makeup was a stamp, yeah. she, that's what she's doing to yeah. um, her, her her guy, Carl. I she's like, just using yeah. like, this is what I put on my face and I'm just going to replicate it onto yours exactly so that we look the same. Like Bianca Del Rio. Or oh, Trixie way, Mattel. Trixie Mattel, like the way, yeah, if you've got a signature look mm-hmm. and you're doing family resemblance, I mean, come on, of course you're going to do that. Do you know? Absolutely. And I thought the other girls were like, oh, Keita's doing Keita. So what else is she going to yeah, do? What family resemblance? Yeah, what, what it's are like you? The, they often, it's all about family resemblance. <laughs> so like, is. go for it, Keita. Um, and I thought the makeup transferred well. I mean, that's that's kind of me because it's so like exaggerated and clownish. You can put that, you can put that on anyone's face. Mm. You can give anybody the Trixie Mattel look if you've got the skills to do it. Yeah. Um, Look, there's good energy. There's good was, energy in yeah, the workroom. They, they were getting, her guy was very flamboyant and she, she said he had crossy energy. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, yeah I like that. Woo. Give me very crossy energy. That's not a Kiwi accent. It's give me really crossy energy. <laughs> Stop it. And then he handed me an accent watch. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get into the, the one, final look. One more thing I want to say. Yeah. Um, Art Simone breaks the fourth wall a lot. 
She looks at the camera. You're right. Nearly mm. every episode. She does that. A girl, this ain't a documentary, Valerie Cherish. But it is to art. It is. I think art thinks yeah. this is all for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is all for it me. Is, guys, yeah. guys, come, come over here. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say something. Come, come. I'm going to give you a moment now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got a really good joke. Joke. Um, Production, come here. I'm going to say something really, really funny. Come, follow me. That's what I feel it's like. It's cute. It's good TV all the same. But like every five minutes, she's like looking at the camera. like, ooh, ooh, ooh. No. She's like Mr. G. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right, I'm moving on. Okay, Tom, let's talk fashion. First up, we have ketamine and fetamine. <laughs> I love the name, fetamine. I think that's great. Um, very in keeping with the theme. I thought this was a really good presentation. I thought the, they were high energy and they looked like they were having lots of fun on stage. They had these monochromatic ensemblers. Um, it looked like Keith had anticipated this and brought a couple of of kind of like uh, peignoir coats and then bodysuits in the same theme. Um, but they both looked great. It was a bit like Cruel Deville runs off to join the circus, wasn't it? But styled by Alexander McQueen. Okay. Somewhere on the way. I just, first of all, I love the energy. I love so the um, asymmetry with the wigs, the black and white. I love how one stripes and one's predominantly spots. Yeah. Um, I think that this is great the energy and the performance that they had on stage the reveal it was very clear that they were related to me mm-hmm. it was i liked it, it I, I really did the- what, what i liked was the high energy fun aspect of it was this the most complicated kind of fashion ensemble ever no but did they look fun yeah and i thought they looked great actually and i thought the o- overall outcome with the makeup and the styling everything was great i really like it i mean uh, to me, this is complicated. Well, it doesn't need to be complicated. It just needs to look good. And when I saw this from the get-go, I loved it. Then they started having the ketamine energy. Mm-hmm. The mean energy. It yeah. was just like this was, this is ketamine. Not just, it's not, ketamine isn't just a look. She is a feeling. She's an energy. Oh, she's, she's, a, she's a vibe. She's a vibe. You know, she always, she is the one that on stage, she transforms and every. Everyone wants to be in her world. And I feel like not only did she get Fetamine into that world, mm-hmm. she 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 just brought it out. Feta did a fantastic job of embracing the task. And Kita, like you say, Kita brought brought that out in her. So great job. Overall, I really I think, think this is a, a, a very good um, uh, match. Definitely. Uh, transformation. So next up, we have Electra and Re-Reaction. Um, so the first thing that I thought of really was Miss Fame's entrance look from season seven. Yes. So Miss Fame came in looking like a kind of intergalactic warrior princess, but obviously as Fame does, it was highly polished. I thought the theme was fun. I always like a retro sci-fi theme. They looked like they'd stepped out of an episode of Star Trek in the seventies. Um, was it super duper polished? Probably not. The makeup wasn't the best and i i th- i think electra gave herself a really tough task by going for like really ambitious makeup here i mean she's trying to show versatility she is and i really admire that and i, I also electra think that bits. i thought it was clever because um her partner was a polynesian who was brown mm-hmm. and electra is not she's not so this was a really really good way and a smart way of uh making a family resemblance or two skin tones that were different that's a really good observation i hadn't even thought of it that way 
Thank you. That's yeah, really that's good. That's why I'm here, Tom. Sometimes you say clever things. <laughs> um, that's it. I got, I, I'm, I'm tipped out. I've got nothing I, else good to say. I'll say from a taste point of view, I wasn't the biggest fan of the dresses. Like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of things that just like fall into shreds below the waist. I don't think it looks that good. Fit was slightly off and stuff. But basically, everyone's just brought things in four-way stretch and hope they fit these guys really, haven't they? Mm, yeah. It's something about the eyebrows get me but that's the thing like electra is on a journey with her makeup this is another stop along that journey doing makeup on someone else mm. i love that they had the laser guns and they looked like they had like battle damage but we couldn't quite f- you thought there was a, a face hugger at first didn't you stuck I, to her I would, chest I'll tr- you know when you try to make sense of something that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to you you try to find the closest thing that you do understand I think and wounds. apply it i think they're wounds i, I thought it was like what well, you know the devil could have judged on them and that, that would have worked on me but okay it was you know i'm also not a fan of outfits that are exactly the same put on your partner i just feel there's no creativity in that you literally just brought the same outfit two of them i just don't think there's any creativity with that and it's happened in the past like you can have the same design and everything but can it be a little different could one have been uh, a pant or could one have Mm -hmm. been like an off-the-shoulder asymmetry but just not the exact same thing a good example of that was vanjie in the makeover in season, what was that? Season 11 um, with, uh, what's her name? Ariel Versace came back. And actually, Vanji should have won that, I think, because one of them wore a dress, one of them wore pants, and it looked complimentary. Mm. So those sort of changes work out really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That's exactly it. Or also, Jada's, Jada, Jada, Jada. Jada did a very gentleman prefer blondes thing. They looked very, very similar. Very similar, but different. But different, different cuts and different designs, wasn't it? Well, her, her girl was a white girl, so it, it it worked in the sense that they brought different kind of colorings and kind of things to the table, and it created that sense of contrast. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So talk to me about uh, Maxi Shields costume. I think this is adorable. I think it's super cute. Oh. Um, the silhouette's really interesting. It's very like jellyfish, isn't it? It's a bit like the uh, Le Croix Pouf skirt. It's a little bit 60s Balenciaga. Um, I do think there are some fashion references. I, I think Max has done a good job of flattering two different bodies. Uh, well, two two bodies that um, she's showing off the best, you know, some of the best and most flattered bits. She's We're seeing their shoulders. We're seeing some lovely legs. And everything that she wants to cover is covered. I think the opposite. I actually think this looks quite plain Jane. Okay. It looks like a piece of fabric and it looks like a head wrap with thick strings. Oh, did I just do it? You've done it again. Have you you chipped your tooth or something? I don't know. I mean, Heidi, I'm coming for your gig. There's that episode of Arrested Development where where, um, Job, like, cracks his tooth and then, like, for the rest of the episode, like... (laughs) <laughs> Gosh, no. Dental, dental. No, it just looks like a head wrap with a very thick strings that are wigs. I think it looks uncreative and it's the same costume in a different colour. I'm going to be fully honest here and say that I don't see Maxi in- through unbiased eyes. I'll probably leave it there. Okay. I'm a bit biased. Okay. I, I just like her a lot. All right. Wow. And I've 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 said what I've said in terms of some potential fashion references there. <laughs> yeah, you've done what you can to save her. I think the name is great, Silhouette. <laughs> that's a fantastic. That's yeah. a fantastic name. I I just I I think this is a miss. 
for me the, at the moment. Yeah. Go off, Sess. Well, I, I want to. I want you to, but you won't. What you don't? Come on! It looks like it looks like a. I just think it looks super cute, and I loved I loved the rugby scrum thing. I think, I think, this guy was a bearded bear five minutes ago. Oh yes, okay, cool. Okay. It's, it's so hard to I, shave, and <laughs> Tom, it's so hard. <laughs> How like, dare yeah, you. wow, what a transformation, girl! He just raised his face. Okay, not, next, not a big transformation. <laughs> next up is probably my favorite. Okay, it's Art Simone and Craft Simone. Now, the... first of all, the makeup is just. A phenomenal and these are very clear and direct references to Priscilla Queen of the Desert yes these these outfits are worn by Mitzi and Felicia in I forget which scene I think it's quite early on in the film um but the flip-flop dress and the molded hair and everything it's actually super duper detail oriented mm. and referential and it's very 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 good it's very good the only thing and performance wise uh at Simone Brought Art Simone's energy, mm-hmm. but Craft Simone was very, to me, shy, didn't match the energy. Like when we saw Ketamine come out mm. with um, Fetamine, yeah. you could, the energy, you could tell that uh, Fetamine was trying to match the energy of Kita and try, trying to, trying to yes. stay there. And that was great. You saw the same thing happen with Electroshock. When Electroshock came out with Re-Reaction, he was, um, Riri was like doing yeah, it as actually, well. Yeah, you're I right. felt like Kraft was just there. Well, to wear the amazing makeup and to wear the lovely costume, but she's a model. There is no energy connection. Okay, there. so I guess we've got multiple. I mean, you know, Fatamine was clearly embracing the process, and we saw her loving the hairdryer wind machine earlier in the episode. You could say that this might be to do with art not connecting, not spending enough time connecting with craft. Uh, it could be that craft did seem like a somewhat slightly more introverted character uh, a sweet and perhaps slightly shyer guy um it's probably a bit of both i think uh maybe could have spent a bit more time you're right bringing bringing the inner diva out as they say what about scarlet so scarlet and sapphire i mean they're pretty um is it the most imaginative take on the theme probably not but scarlet spent time creating these corsets and that's to be admired um what did i think what did i think i like the blue and red color schemes it's very much what we're talking about complementary colors and stuff if you can introduce that you're doing well the silhouette was exactly the same the makeup was great i love the fox furs and the corsets it was like a little nod to mugler i think with the, the structure of the corset um it was it was really good I thought that she looked. I thought she looked very sexy. Mm-hmm. To be very honest, Scarlett looked amazing, like a pinup girl. Yeah, like very Marilyn Monroe. I got that vibe too. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe, just, and Jane Mansfield. Yeah, kind of it was, thing, was very, yeah. very that. I thought she looked attractive. I think she did a good job in her partner, except that she made the makeup because she painted the makeup. She basically did her makeup mm-hmm. on a different face without taking into any consideration yes. that it was a different skin tone because you could see the neck 
the neckline. How ironic. The, you could see the yeah, exactly. She she she's overcompensating. She gave white face. Now now look, she she you need to find a balance. She went she did she did white face on them mm. because you can see like all of a sudden where's this brown shoulder and brown body mm. coming from? Do you know what I mean? I would say as well. I would say as well. While it was technically very competent for his different body shape, it wasn't necessarily the most flattering thing to go for a nearly no, naked burlesque. No, exactly, look. because the naked burlesque look, looks good on her because she's her, tiny, because skinny, she's tiny skinny, long, just... She, the body is just perfect. That's what per- person of that structure wears. But he's got again, broad so shoulders. She's got broad shoulders. She's got muscle. Um, and there's no corset. So if there is a corset, then they did not suck in hard enough. It I'm, doesn't look shapely. I'm being put in mind of when Carmen Carrera did that very cruel thing to her makeover partner and just like put her in a two-piece and called it a day. Yeah, well, you know? there it is. Or that makeup reminds me of Alexis Michelle on that, um, where she did that makeup and it was just... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, and the white ran out. The white ran, yes. The club kid look. Yes, the club kid look. It reminds me of that. Cause look, I mean, look I mean, at the skin. He is a brown guy. Also, the tights aren't matching the, t- the skin tone either. So, very, very interestingly, we're seeing Scarlett not paying attention to the details when it comes to her partner's body type and skin tone. It's just a th- because they know, the queens know how to paint their own face. They know how mm. to design for their own bodies. And it's a different thing doing it on someone else's face. It's not your own. So you apply what you know to something else and just pray for the best. And that's exactly what's happened it's here. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because she's got the skills, but she's not applying them in a sensitive or... Um, a flexible way. Hmm. Last is Karen from finance and Debbie from reception. I really love Karen. I think this is the final form of Karen from finance. I think this is her, this is her amazing self. This is everything that is Karen from finance. This camp, the wig. This is what I think of when I think of Karen from finance. But she's just done exactly what I said before. It's mm-hmm. the same. Everything is the same. It's the same dress on another it's, person. It's actually, there are a few differences and it makes me... Th- I can't quite figure out what's going on because it looks like some of it was brought and some of it was made, but I can't quite make out what it is. What I'd say... I see what you're saying. Do you know what? This girl knows her brand and she sticks to it. Like She thought, like, right, we're going to go for the whole... Uh, nine to five, uh, big business, kind of 80s. Dolly Parton era. Dolly Parton, Bette Midler, kind of workplace comedy movie aesthetic. That That is her realm of expertise. Um, and that's what she's done again. I'm not surprised by it. Um, I, th- I, I do love like, the look. I love the look. They're you very matchy-matchy. I would have... It's too matchy-matchy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's too matchy-matchy. No. I would have loved to see Debbie from reception with those long fingernails. Like, you know how you see those secretaries? <laughs> you can't you, type you, Yeah, they, but, they, but they managed to make it happen. I would have loved to see that. That would have been great. I would have loved it if she'd diversified a bit more and it had been a bit more kind of like, well, you know, I'm in finance, you're just at reception kind of thing. And if there'd been some sense of like difference in roles and like maybe condescension or something from Karen, Mm. I think she could have made something a lot more comedic from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, For me, it's about too semi-semi, but I do love the way that Karen looks here. It's it's fine. 
it's fine for you. Okay, yeah. Cool. Well, we've seen it all. Who are the winners? You know and who are the bottoms? It reminds me of her entrance look. That's the problem. Okay. Her entrance look was a direct reference to Jane Fonda in oh, Five. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I see it. I Th- hear you. That's my problem with it. It's been done. Yeah, You've seen it. I've already seen this. Okay. What do you think? Who are the tops and who are the bottoms? I'll go uh, first. Go on. <laughs> okay. Ask the question. My, my tops are Kidamine mm-hmm. and Atsimo. Same. Same. I'll give the one to Kidamine because of everything from the look to the name to the performance on stage it, I think it's going to depend on how much of a big deal they make out of the, the connection between art and craft what are you I'm asking you what you think what are your I, tops I love the Priscilla reference so I'd give it to art but I love Keita a lot as well so I'd be very happy if she got it too okay um, the bottoms for me are Electra um, and actually on balance sadly probably Maxi yeah those are my two bottoms my, my two bottoms are Maxi and Electra. I think it's Scarlet and Karen. They're just, they should just. I, I think actually they could put Scarlet bottom for. But Scarlet ex- made that outfit. Like, yeah, but got look, like look at all the, all, the, well. all the details that we were talking about that were just yeah, missing. And the lack of sensitivity and flexibility. I mean, I would love to see a showdown between Electra and Scarlet. This is our perfect excuse. Keep Maxi at the bottom, put Scarlet there. But my bottoms are Maxi. Definitely Maxi's in the bottom. The other, the, it's either Maxi and Maxi and Electra, or Maxi and Karen for being same same. But the they ju- will never do that. The judging on the makeover episode is often like more random than any other episode. To be honest, they they kind of make up rules as they go along. I think they could justify saying kind of like. Maxi, you made over your person with more sensitivity uh, to, to kind of like their body type and their all sorts. Scarlet, you didn't put you in the bottom. Okay, well, let's see what they say. Okay, look, should we just get out of the way and say who the winner was? Yeah. The winner this week, because we're so happy and excited, is Kidami. Congratulations. And her gorgeous monochrome Pucci prints. We loved it. Very well deserved. Well, well deserved. I, I, I love seeing Ketamine emerging as a potential front runner now. Yes, yes. I'm happy. She, it's like she's picking up the baton that Anita left behind. Yes, well, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Maybe. Now, um,. Who else was high? Is it Karen? Such, it was very, very strange critiques this week. When I've made my notes here, the only person I've definitively put high next to is Keita. Everybody else I put question mark or low. I mean, Art Simone was high for I me. I think they judge Art so harshly. They bogged on about family resemblance. Like, they don't look identical, but they've stepped out the same film. Yeah. With a very strong aesthetic they did share the same sentiment as me where they don't like carbon copies so that they, 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 they don't want you to look well, too make dissimilar mind, guys. yeah they, they, they don't want you to look too same same but they also don't want you to look different mm-hmm. so they kind of give some sim- give sim- us less but more you know <laughs> go big, big but smaller. smaller yeah 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 like don't push it over the boundary but just like be the biggest version of yourself yeah yeah that's yeah. that's confusing I'm going to say the bottoms were Scarlet. 
Uh, they put Scarlet at the bottom. They Maxi. also put uh, Maxi in the bottom, and they put uh, Electra in the bottom. And I'm, I'm happy this week because Electra was saved, and the bottom two to lip sync was Maxi Shield versus Scarlet. I'm kind of glad they stuck Scarlet in the bottom because she needs a little dose of humility. I think. Now they got to sing to Better the Devil You Know. Before we get into lip sync, Tom, because this mm. is your song, you love it. We were I listening do. in the car not long ago. I think I was playing the Steps version, yeah. and then you said, "Can you actually play the Kylie Minogue version?" I was like. <laughs> It's much better. Um, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know Carly, Carly Minogue had a version. All I knew was the steps. I, I think this is such an amazing pop song, yeah, because the lyrics are actually incredibly dark. It's about being trapped in that's, an abusive relationship. That, isn't that what it is? Okay, yeah. cool. Because I wanted to hear what it's about because you know the song. And then, okay, cool. So now let's get to the lip sync. Nick Cave commented on it, I think, around the time that he collaborated with Kylie on, um, they call me the world rules, that one. But um, he was all like, Kylie's a fantastic pop artist because she, she disguises dark lyrics within a pop confection and mm. this is a perfect example of that and now i loved the performance from both of the queens i did mm. i was drawn more to scarlet but then i was like scarlet's playing it very sexy and very cute i love the movement and then i'm like hold on this isn't what the song is calling exactly, for girl exactly i was like as and forgive and forget and she's on her back spreading her legs and i was like ah yeah yeah, yeah. And then she's like running and doing a split. And I'm like, first of all, hypocrite. Don't don't <laughs> yeah, call out exactly, Electra yeah. and say doing the splits doesn't mean <laughs> that, you know, that doesn't like, I mean, mm. but this is her first time doing it. So maybe she's allowed to, to do it, but don't I, rely when you're in, when you're in that moment, you're pulling out every trick, you know, mm-hmm. isn't it? I think Maxi gave it more of the emotive kind of delivery, which I think is what the song calls for more. Although it said that, both of them could have had a bit more of a note of like anguish given the lyrics of this song. You know, yeah. th- there's that note in there. And I, I think really what I kept thinking in my mind, it needs a, a bit more of the kind of like Jujube Black Velvet treatment, that kind of performance. You, you need like tears. It's, it's very tears at the disco song. It's, it's a conflict. The yeah. song is a conflict. It's, oh, There's I love contrast. you, but I, I don't trust yes. you, but I'm going to trust you. And it's 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 there. It's it's an internal yes. struggle. And what I think is that Scarlett heard the beat of the, the, yeah. the uh, uh, nah, nah, and she was like, yeah, I'm just going to like, oh my God, I'm in the club. Yes, yes. I'm giving <laughs> him a time. Oh my God, I love Kylie Minogue. Yeah, I love Kylie. Oh and it's like, that's not what the song is. Uh, but... Yeah, that's what it was in the end. And to be honest, you know, going into this, this is Maxi's second time in the bottom. And exactly. She had no wins. And Scarlett, and Scarlett had, had two wins. wins. So, so. The bottoms. we knew what the outcome was going to be. So congratulations, Scarlett. But I'm going to miss Maxi an awful lot. I mean, I did. I, 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 I want to say that Maxie. I did like Scarlett's performance. I really enjoyed watching her, which was it was good. It was, she's a, she's a good performer. Yeah, I liked it. It was fine. It was fine. It's just not. It's You're not just, what the song called for. Well, Maxi, hurry up. We're going to look into what she has, and we're going to buy something because we. Defo. we because uh, she's now, uh, yeah, first put, girl put some merch out now. We want to buy some things. Mm-hmm. But that's it. This is the episode for the week. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we thought it was cute. It's nice. It's nice. It's different. It's unusual. It's nice. Unusual being the uh, the the keyword here. <laughs> it's very. It's, it's unusual. It's unusual. It's unusual. <laughs> it's unusual. Yeah, we get to say it thrice. We say it thrice. <laughs> 
Uh, if you haven't yet done so, uh, if you want to write us a review, please do so. It would really, really help us and our algorithm if you enjoyed it. Also, tell a friend about the podcast, spread the word. We're also doing Drag Race España. And guys, please check out Drag Race España because the start of the season is very, very promising. Yes. So give that a watch and give us a listen. Yes. Then also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but that's it. Enjoy your week and wait out. Wait out. Yes. What was, what was I, I trying to I say? Don't, I don't know. Actually, I was just agreeing with you. I was like, wait, listen, wait, uh, girl. I, that's it. It's a wrap. Girl. It's, it's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing. It's, it's gone. It's gone. And there's, there's nothing in me anymore. Look, I'm just going to sign out. And thank you so much for listening to Spilling the TNT Podcast with Paolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys later. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.